Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Mary Miller about being willing and able to pivot, change directions, daring to dream, and helping to improve the lives of those around you. Mary Miller, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Well, thank you for having me, John. I, yeah, I'm really excited to have a chance to talk with you. As we were uh, communicating back and forth in the pre-interview uh, and just preparing for this episode, it was really fun to read about your background and to get to know you a little bit better and to understand where you're coming from. So I'm really excited to have the opportunity to talk and to, to have a really engaging discussion um, as we think about dreams in the future and how we help people to fulfill their greatest potential. Uh, to start off, I wanna share with the listeners a little bit about Mary Miller. She is the motiva- a motivational speaker and CEO of Jancoa, Cincinnati's largest family owned and operated commercial cleaning company. Mary has a passion to encourage people to move in the direction of their dreams. Author of Changing Direction, 10 Choices That Impact Your Dreams, Mary outlines steps anyone can take to achieve their wildest dreams. In addition to running a business with almost 500 full-time employees, Mary is an associate coach at Strategy Coach in Chicago. She's a popular keynote speaker for audiences around the world who want to focus on a mission, or on a vision rather, for a bigger future. Mary's forward-thinking and caring entrepreneurial spirit is evident in all aspects of her lives. An energetic and enthusiastic business leader, she is notorious for positivity and desire to help others realize their uniqueness and personal power. Mary's life-changing work has earned her numerous accolades, including a local 2017 uh, EY Entrepreneur of the Year, a Lifetime Achievement Award, and a Doctorate of Human Letters, Human Letters from College of Mount, uh, Mount St. Joseph. Uh, really, what a wonderful background. It's so fun to see all of the different directions you've taken in your career and the different uh, activities that you engage in all to, to uplift and to help others to, to uh, find their passion, uh, connect with their dreams, and to be more effective uh, people in the workplace and in their homes and families. So thanks again for, for joining us. Uh, is there anything you would like to add by way of introduction before we launch into the discussion? Well, you picked up totally, John, what we're just saying, commenting about the many directions that my career has taken. And that's really why I really focused on changing direction in the title of my book is because when we stand still and don't take time to pause, reflect, and move forward in, am I in the right direction? We can become so hyper-focused in an area that's not where we're supposed to be. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And we all 
you know, life is messy. Um, <laughs> yes. so the, the idea that we are kind of taught, well, many of us, I guess, are taught at a young age is that you kind of have this linear progression in life. And if you plan out things well and you go to the right schools and you get the right job and then, you know, things are just going to work out nice and neat. And it does for some people, but I think not for most people. Uh, most people I was not one of those people. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wasn't either. I mean, I think most people zigzag, right? They're all over the place. Yeah. Um, I, I just think of just my college uh, experience. I changed majors four times. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I think I'm, I'm confident that I'm going down one career trajectory and then I end up completely pivoting and shifting another direction. I've done that many times. Um, you know, it, it just, I think, I think it's the name of the game uh, in, in today's world that we need to be adaptive, we need to be responsive, and we just need to, to be self-reflexive about what, what do we want. One of the reasons why I changed majors several times is I was just getting to know myself. I was getting to be more comfortable with myself and I was, I was learning over time through college, you know, what, what I was really passionate about. And it turns out that that was more important than, you know, doing what I thought people expected of me or, you know, what might be the safe path or, you know, whatever. So we kind of learn all those things as we go. And no doubt, you know, my wife's a little different, but I will say my wife is one of those that had, she knew what she wanted to do as a junior in high school and she's done it. Um, good for her, but I, I don't think that works for most people. <laughs> no, some, for a lot of us, theory is not our reality of what we believe we're supposed to do based on feedback and input from family, teachers, education, so many things in the world. And today, there's a lot more influences on people's life than there was back when we were growing up. So things keep changing. And I think that we've all become kind of master pivoteers. You know, especially this past three, four months, we've had, we've been forced to pivot. We, if we stayed going in the same direction, life would not be looking very good for anybody right now. Everybody's infected or affected by this crazy pandemic. Yeah. So, so the title of your book, Cha um, Changing Direction, I, I think that's apt and it's, it's an important thing to keep in mind. And then you talk, of course, a lot about dreaming, daring to dream. And so, I'd love to hear more about that. What do you mean by that? Why is it important for us to chase our dreams and, and uh, to go after them? Well, I found one of those, my path in life brought me to some aha moments and realizations that I didn't see coming at the time. And I think that happens frequently for people in life is we don't always see something coming to us. But when it does, if we take time to acknowledge it, and be curious and check it out, it works well. I start working with my husband in the family business, Jan Coa, back in 93, a business that he had started when he was 19 years old. And when I came along in 93, we had 65 part-time employees. And Tony and I both have been married before. We had a blended family of five children. We had a company with 65 part-time employees. And it was a job at that time that owned us. You know, it was a 24-7 company, cleaning office buildings just around the greater Cincinnati area. And Tony and I, I think we were attracted to each other because we both had dreams of a bigger future than what our past was, of our families not working out, of business being complicated. And we really had this dream, and we didn't tag it as a dream, 
we tagged it as a goal. And for me, the biggest difference between goals and dreams is dreams always have an emotion connected to it. When somebody starts talking about their dreams, they talk about, I feel, not I think, or I should. And it's a really interesting way to pay attention to conversations and how people respond. And during our journey, we start realizing that our biggest obstacle was not attracting or keeping enough personnel. And we called them employees back in the mid nineties, but we have over the years transitioned to calling them team members because we can't have a business successful if we don't have a great team working together to make the results happen. And that was not always the case. We've, you know, it's almost embarrassing to admit this today, but we really looked at our employees as something that we needed to clean a building. You needed vacuums, mops, buckets, you know, dust cloths, microfibers, and people. And we never had enough people. And when we really start taking a look and start focusing on how we can attract people like we did customers, what did we have to do to be a, a company of choice that somebody might want to work for? We start focusing on how we can improve their quality of their life. We start helping them get driver's license. We help them by making more money. We help them by giving them benefits and vacation pay. And this was in the back in the 90s. We gave them health insurance, affordable health, health insurance that they could really utilize when they needed to. And we had a friend who said, you know, you guys are really helping these people accomplish their dreams. And it was like one of those ding, 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 ding moments. It's like, that is the word that's been missing. That is what we, we started. And it, it switched, it changed our hearts. And when you change your heart and your mindset of how you look at what's possible, your actions automatically change. You don't have to take a day to create a new business model and decide what to do. New ideas start coming. You get excited about possibilities. And that's what start happening for us. And it has been an amazing couple of decades of growth and change. And today, we, before COVID hit, we had over 600 employees that were full-time with benefits and an amazing management team and group of people that are area managers and customer service managers that help support each other and our customers and our employees. So we have this wonderful movement of a machine that's really helping each other improve the quality of life. And in our industry, turnover averages four to 500% annually. And in 2019, we were at 100%, which is still high but it's much better than most of our or any of our competitors and we're always looking for ways on how we can attract better and we want people to leave because nobody dreams of being a janitor it's a transitional job on the way to something else yeah i i think wow there's so much there you said that we could really dig into um but the bottom line is the proof is in the pudding mm -hmm. if if your if your turnover rate in an industry like that is uh, just such a tiny fraction of what the industry averages that speaks volumes uh, for the type of organization you've built and the type of culture that you maintain and i love how you talked about the, sh the, the mindset shift going from seeing um, your your people as merely employees that are basically cogs in a machine like they're exactly they're, they're necessary equipment 
you know, essentially, right? To seeing them as people, like recognizing their full humanity, and then finding proactive ways to actually help them know that you see them, you hear them, you want them to be their best selves and creating that environment for them. And, and like you said, doing it back in the 90s, I mean, that's something we talk about in like tech firms now, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, tech firms taking that kind of an approach today, but doing it in a janitorial type of business um, back in the 90s, that's very progressive. Um, so I, I, I'm curious, like how, what, what caused that mindset shift and what, what caused you to be like leading out in, in a way that honestly was not common back then? A very ugly past. We, Tony and I both, had, we're both on our third marriage and we both have had experiences that nobody would want to write home to mom about, but they're part of our past, they're part of our life. And we decided we wanted to do better for our kids and for our family. And really we were focused and hyper-focused. We're both entrepreneurial spirits. There was no business model like what we were doing. There was nobody saying, oh, that makes sense. Why don't you keep doing that? <laughs> we were questioned a lot, but when the results start coming in, then all of a sudden it was starting to get people's attention. But it was something that there was no manual to follow. We followed the industry manual for many years and it was not working for us. So we got involved with a company for us. What's really made the biggest difference in the mindset shift and looking at things differently is being part of the strategic coach family out of Toronto, Canada. Strategic coach Dan Sullivan and Bab Smith are partners and working in life and they created this amazing program that we've been part of for almost 29 years that have helped us every quarter we go and be with other entrepreneurs from around the world and just have conversations that shift the way you look at. It's not just about the nuts and bolts of your business, but your mindset of what you're looking at, what's possible. And it has totally transformed our lives personally and professionally, and it just keeps getting better. I love that. And, and I also love how it illustrates that it's not a, a trade-off. Like so many people no. think, so many people think that if, if you're going to invest in your employees, pay, you know, a living wage, provide benefits, all, you know, all these different things that we can do to see the employee as their whole self and, 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 uh, and helping empower them, that does cost money, right? Um, it does. And it can be very expensive. And we, we spent a lot of money trying things that didn't work, but we still tried. And, you know, so many, I've had some intense conversations with people over the years and as recently as this year about the living wage that you were referring to, we do our best and you entrepreneurial businesses are definitely different than corporations, but corporations kind of lead the way because a lot of us entrepreneurial businesses are in business to support the bigger business, right? To serve them. And we, have transformed ourselves to be a transformational company to make a difference in the quality of life and not just transactional. And when you just look at the wage, 
in how a company is without looking at the culture and the possibility and the growth opportunities and being socially responsible to help them understand different things to make their life better and connect them to programs and education for themselves and their children, that living wage does not change everything because human nature has that capacity to spend. You make more, you spend more. If you don't learn anything else new or different, nothing's going to change. I mean, just a small example, uh, we, this year we're preparing right now to be ready for our back to school bash. And our back, it's changing a bit the way it looks because of the, the pandemic that's happening. But like last year when we did it, we moved our offices in September to downtown Cincinnati. When we were in a suburb, we had set up booths with games and we had food and we had all these back to school supplies, John. And employees would bring their kids and grandkids in and they got to go through this trailer we had set up with a bag and pick out five to 10 back to school items, crowns, markers, paper, notebooks, all kinds of school stuff. Can you remember when you were a kid how excited you were about new back to school stuff? But a lot of children, especially of our industry, of employees that are janitors, they're immigrants or low income wage, and they don't understand the power and the importance of education. So we want to help transform their lives by changing the way they think about education, the way they get excited about what it's going to be about, and just really make that shift for them. And I think that's the biggest responsibility we have as leaders is to help people see what they don't know. I, I wish I had some different mentors getting to where I am today. Maybe I could have been telling the story 20 years ago, but I am where I am and I wanna do my best to help others get there faster, easier, bigger and better to help them be who they're supposed to be. And while pursuing dreams, you start getting more clear about your purpose and purpose in life is always to the benefit of helping somebody else and that makes a huge difference yeah yeah and and to your point i i mean there is expense obviously involved in trying to empower employees and, and any employee centric organization is going to be they're going to see that as an investment um mm -hmm. that they're 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 putting time energy attention and money into their employees uh, just like, I, I suppose, how you would view equipment, um, property, intellectual capital, you know, you, you invest in those things, you, you, uh, you try to, um, you maintain those things, you try to make sure that you're getting the most out of those things. And so often, though, we, we for some reason, it's, it's backwards, isn't it? Like, we're, it we're, is. I'm willing to invest and maintain a piece of equipment, but in so many organizations, they're not willing to invest in and maintain their human capital, their, their people, um, when it really should be flip-flopped, right? That the, the, I totally agree. If you, if you recognize I, the humanity of your people, you want to empower them and invest in them. But to your point, while there the is- And the return on that investment is huge. Exactly. So to your point, yeah. as, you, as you choose to invest in that way, the return on investment is huge. You're going to see you know, things like lower turnover rates. That that's, has tremendous cost savings for organizations. Um, you, you have better customer loyalty and customer retention because you have happier employees that are more engaged in their work. Um, you know, you have all these positive outcomes that come back to the organization. So the return on investment is huge. 
as long as you have the foresight and the kind of courage and commitment to, to invest in the first place. Um, and it can be a little scary, particularly in an industry like yours, where everyone else around you is like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Um, it's, you know, we churn through these people and that's just the way it is. We're always going to just churn through people and you see it differently and you, and you, you have the courage to step out, you know, a, a step into the darkness and try something different. Uh, and some things work, some things don't work, but ultimately over time you find what does work and you and you're that's able, true. you're able to create an environment that's so much more enriching, even while people are still doing jobs that are, you know, it's manual labor. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's solid blue collar work and it's not probably the sexiest type of work in the world, but you still create an environment where people want to be a part of your organization. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's very impressive. It makes a huge difference. And, you know, every once in a while, something comes up that helps me have the opportunity to see that humanity again at a deeper level. Uh, we have a lot of Hispanic employees. We have quite a few Nepali employees. Well, as Americans, we have our holidays and our regularly six paid holidays. Well, a lot of the people from Bhutan and Nepal that work for us, they don't have the same holidays, but they have two major holidays that they as a, a culture and nationality celebrate. And we decided as a company that we would help support them and allow them to celebrate their holidays while still being keeping our commitment to our customers to keep their building clean and perform the work that needs to be done. The only way to make that happen is all hands on deck. So there were two nights last year that I was out trashing with the rest of the team and having just amazing conversations and remembering that people are people. It doesn't matter if they're the janitors or the president of the United States. Some of us do things right, so we make mistakes, we say things that create problems, but the humanity is humanity. We are no, there is no perfect out there, but there's always opportunity to learn, to grow, to say thank you and I'm sorry, and can I have another shot? And that's what's helped, I think, our country grow. And through all of these things that's so great, the really crazy part, John, as I said, we're, a, we're an entrepreneurial business and we're a, we were considered a mom and pop for years. It was Tony's company, then we for 20 years and we got married, it became Tony and Mary's company. And today we're Jan Coa. We have three members of our second generation that run the day-to-day -day operations. And we haven't, the, downtown business area, we have 80% of the market share and we don't advertise. So we don't have a sales team. It's all through referrals. So we've been very fortunate, you know, the margins aren't big in our industry, but the, the money that we do make, we make sure we invest back, maybe would have paid in sales commissions, we invest those things back into our team, not just in the hourly wage, but in programs that will help lift them and improve their quality of life so they can have their life better and, and change the lives of their children and grandchildren and so on. And that's the part that makes life so much more fun. I'll tell you all the time, I tell people all the time, I have never been passionate about how dirty or clean your floors or toilets are. 
but trying to help, having that opportunity to help make a difference in other people's life, for them to be able to look in the mirror and feel good about the work that they do and see a possibility in the future to grow and become who they were made to be, that, that's what gets me excited. I love that. I love that. Um, I, I'm looking at the time and I realize we're about out of time. It has been a oh my goodness. <laughs> it, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. There were a whole bunch of questions we didn't actually even get to, um, which tells me we need to do this again soon. Um, and perhaps we can do a follow-up interview at some point in the near future. Uh, but it, it really has been a pleasure talking to you. Before we close though, I want to give you a chance to um, share with the listeners how they can get uh, connected with you, learn more about you and your company, and as well as your um, coaching uh, work that you do and speaking. Well, thank you very much. We Jancoa does have a website, jancoa.com, and I am on Twitter and on LinkedIn. It's, uh, Mary, Mary underscore dreams is the Twitter handle. And the coaching I do, I work with Strategic Coach, where we coach workshops, and I coach at their Chicago workshop. But I'm doing more and more keynote speaking, especially since we have the second generation. My goal is to help other people get excited about who they want to be. So they can reach me at mary.miller at jancova.com. Wonderful. Well, Mary, uh, it has truly been a pleasure talking with you. I'm so impressed with what you've built in your company, how you, ha how you have such a people-centric um, uh, mindset and and helping to lift all those around you uh, within your organization and the community that you serve. Uh, I encourage my uh, listeners to reach out and to, to look you up and, and to, to uh, learn more about uh, what Mary is doing uh, because uh, chances are there will be something really cool that she can help you with. Um, thanks again, and I wish everyone a wonderful rest of their week. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.